This episode contains brief descriptions of mental health illness and suicide. Please listen with discretion. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of The Grim Cities. In case you're unfamiliar, The Grim Cities is a podcast where we discuss horror, paranormal, and otherworldly things in the Twin Cities and sometimes beyond. And beyond. But every episode, we like to start with a segment we call Horror Headlines. Yes. We share something we've seen, read, heard, experienced? Yeah. Question mark? We haven't really had an experienced one, but I'm sure it will happen at some point. I really hope we never do, but... I hope we do. I know you do. We're in two different camps here. Well, I have <laughs> two things to share. Okay. Ooh. So if you want to go first, or if you it can go how, me, you, How me. about you go first, Okay. I'll go second, you go third. I'll be the filling in your horror headline sandwich, if Ooh, you will. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm, delicious. So nummy. <laughs> so good. Okay. So, Dan, you and I watched a horror movie a couple weeks ago we did and it was called host yes did you like it i absolutely loved it it's so good it's so good i hope this doesn't like ruin your horror headline but what i loved especially about it is the movie was only 45 minutes long which is incredibly short Yet somehow it was so, so captivating that it felt like a full hour and a half long movie. It moved along so well. And you noticed a lot of character nuances that I hadn't even noticed the first time. And it just made me like it that much more. Well, I think because it's, it's just great character development. Absolutely. And I think it's one of those movies where you could watch it several times and catch something new every time. I've watched it several times. <laughs> But I'm glad you liked it. Yes. So a week later, I watched it with one of my other friends, Olivia. Shout out. Okay. And she liked it. Yeah. She's not into horror as much as we are. Okay. Respect. Yeah, totally respect. But she liked it. I thought it was a good one to kind of like lean into it. And we finished the movie and we were talking about it. And she said, sometimes watching these movies and the way that they bring a spirit in the movie can have causation in your living environment. Excuse me? And I said, I hope not, because I've watched this movie several times. (laughs) Should I leave? I think we both should. (laughs) Why would you bring me into your home after you knew this? I didn't know. Oh, my God. Oh, I mean, I didn't know today, but I didn't know then. Oh, my God. So, anyway, I got to get this place cleansed. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I've actually never thought about it that way because, you know, they always talk in the movies about calling these entities, making it real in their minds, and then bringing it forward. Yeah. Especially in a movie like Host, where they were doing that over Zoom, why could that not translate through the TV then into your real life? It's so funny. After she told me this, something popped up in my email inbox. I subscribed to Reddit. Yeah. Reddit slash ghosts. Okay. Of course. Yeah, of course. And this is a question that a user named David Battersby submitted about a day ago. Okay. I'm wondering if I watch things like demon hunting on YouTube, will the spirits hear my TV and haunt my house thinking I'm doing it for real? Oh my God. I never would have thought about this. What were some of people's responses? Okay. This is actually really disturbing. I actually had not looked at this yet. Oh my God. Uh, Somebody said I used to watch that stuff. Then my whole family was massacred. Don't know if they're related. Excuse me? Uh... Yikes. Okay. I don't know if that's just somebody trolling. I, I, right. Or if that's real. I laughed out loud and now I feel bad. Somebody else followed up with that. 
But let's also not discredit this, because what if people are telling the truth? I know. That's why I try to remain. You know, sometimes you just never know. But this is really, this is funny. I don't think it would. Any more than watching a movie about baseball would bring baseball players into your house. Okay, that's a very good point. Excuse me while I upvote this one. (laughs) Okay, that is a really, really good point. So, yeah, I just, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, that's such an interesting theory. I've never thought about it it that way i've watched a few other you know ghost hunting shows and things like ghost adventures and stuff and some people say that it doesn't necessarily matter because it's what the intention is behind what i said and so watching it your intention is just to have a scare for two and a half hours or whatever right i was kind of going to say something along those lines of i think it's the intention like you said behind it but also your openness in that moment and if you're watching a movie you're focused on a movie you're not really open to spirits in your mind yeah yeah especially depending on what kind of spirituality you subscribe to in a lot of ways right i mean just like briefly i would really love to do an episode on this sometime but something that i always find interesting is you know i like astrology i think it's fun yeah and i'm an earth sign through and through yeah and we're known for just being very grounded yeah and very communicative but at the same time you might have a person who's a water sign and they're known for the emotional connection and so somebody watching a water sign like watching something might have that more open mindset to it that would be fun to talk about sometime that would be really fun hmm (laughs) (laughs) we've been hanging out too much (laughs) oh no oh no no So, yeah, that was one of mine. That's awesome. I love that. Thank you for listening. So you said she wasn't a huge horror movie fan, but did she enjoy that one? Did you already say that? Yes. Yeah, she enjoyed it. She enjoyed it? Yeah. All right. We're slowly getting people on board and I'm not upset about it. She watched a scary movie with some of her other friends one time and I gave her shit because I said, you never watch horror with me. You know I love horror. And she said, I feel like I owe you a horror. And I said, you don't actually owe me. Oh, no, she does. No, (laughs) I know. No, she fully does. That's what she said. She said, okay, I want to watch Olivia, if you're hearing this right now, you did owe her. (laughs) Did I tell you that she was listening to our podcast one time when she was at home and she had it on her speakers or something like that. And she said that at a certain point, she just felt like she was on the phone with us and she started (laughs) responding to it. You did tell me that. (laughs) Kathy kind of did something similar where she was listening to it in the car and she wanted to be like, Dan, what? Madeline, how, what? (laughs) (laughs) That brings so much joy uh, to my... It truly makes me really so makes happy. It really makes me so happy. Well, that what? was awesome. I'm really excited that you got her to listen to that. And I'm super excited that she actually enjoyed it. And you need to keep pushing her to watch some more horror movies with you. I think the natural next step is The Exorcist. I mean, that is clearly the next Obviously. stepping stone. Yes. Yeah. Just, you know, ease her in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just throw her in the deep end. Right. <laughs> Learn to swim. <laughs> Uh, so my horror headline this week is also movie related. Most of ours have been, but I think that's a good thing because we're helping our listeners build a repertoire of movies that they can watch. I mean, but... I think that horror movies are just great in general. Yeah. So mine, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I watched a trailer for a movie that looks pretty damn good, but I was really skeptical at first. Okay. So the movie is called Room 9, Okay. And basically what I gathered from the trailer, the movie is about this old small town in the 70s where a gruesome double murder happened. And flash forward to now, they are seeing a string of ritualistic killings. Oh, God. That they think are related to that incident that happened Uh, in the 70s. So I don't know 
if it's a person who witnessed what happened and is trying to get revenge. I don't know if it's more demon-based where, you know, whoever died maybe is coming back to life and doing... I don't know. The but trailer didn't... No, that's kind of what got me who's, intrigued. Who was in it? Uh, I don't know these people. You probably do because you're really good with actors' names. But there is a Michael Berryman and no idea. a Scout Taylor Compton. I have no idea. How about Kane Hodder? No. No, I don't know who any of these people Who's are. Who's the director? The director is Thomas Walton. I don't know. Well, so this is why I'm kind of skeptical about this movie, is when I watched the trailer, it looked like the movie was made in the early 2000s. The camera quality, the trailer literally had that old school movie trailer voice. You know how they used to have movie trailers that would be in a world where blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. Yeah. And I was like, is this a joke? I can't tell if this is a serious movie. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, the name Lionsgate popped up and I was like, okay, this is like a major movie house. Why... Is this such a shitty looking movie that came out in 2021? And I started reading through the comments in the YouTube video and all of the people in the comments were saying the same thing. Like, wow, I can't believe Lionsgate has stooped this low. Or it looks like somebody wrote. Yikes. Yeah, somebody wrote. Was this somebody at Lionsgate's kids middle school project that they decided to just put in theatrical release so are you going into when you watch this are you going to be going in with the mindset of okay kind of yeah but so the only reason i'm still giving it any credence to watch is because some of the comments were people gushing over it saying i love this they called it a 70s grindhouse style oh and so, so i think kinda... it's supposed to be that sort of style yeah, like i think like they retro. did that on purpose which makes sense because, like I said, Lionsgate doesn't really fuck around. They produce legit movies, right? Yeah. So Yeah, that's a major production company. Right. So I thought, you know, I'll give it a chance because if this was an intentional stylistic choice, it might add to the story that they're telling and maybe that's why they did it in that style. Plus, after I watched the trailer, I found out they're making a sequel, so it must have done pretty good. And the sequel is they're called... They're making another one already? Yeah. Impressive. And the sequel is called They Turned Us Into Killers. So, I don't know. It's I'm pretty intrigued, and I'm excited to check I it out. I am, too. I'm going to look yeah. this up when we're done. I uh, got over my initial weariness of it, yeah, and good. I think I'm excited to watch it. Cool. Yeah. Maybe we can watch it together. Yes, we should. Maybe. Sounds kind of gruesome. It looked pretty gruesome, yes. Yeah, well, well, I suppose I've seen some pretty. Gr- I've watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right, I was gonna say that was seen... that was a seventies grindhouse. That yes. movie was disgusting. I didn't eat meat for like two <laughs> weeks after that. I'm not kidding. I did not eat meat for like two weeks after I watched that movie. Okay, that's totally fair. It was disgusting. <laughs> gross. Also, I'm sorry. Side note, and also spoiler alert. Did you see that movie? Yeah, it's been a while, but the, yeah, the seventies one. In the end. Where she pulls over the truck. Oh, yeah. And then she leaves him there. Yep. She leaves him. Yeah. He comes out and tries to help her. And then that other truck comes by and she jumps into the truck. And then the semi truck driver is just left there. Yeah, she's a dick. What the fuck? Yeah, she's a dick. That actually kept me up at night. That ending. It's where almost as bad as Rose letting go of Jack. (laughs) (laughs) I 
don't entirely agree, but I don't <laughs> disagree. It's bad. It, they're both bad. The car was big enough for the both of them. <laughs> both the car and the door were big enough that's for the both I'm, of the people. That's all I I'm compl- saying. I completely agree. I thought that was such a total dick move. <laughs> Here, this guy pulls over trying to help you. Uh, that's why you can't trust these hoes out here. No. <laughs> but that wasn't my actual second horror headline. Okay, what is your second horror My headline? second horror headline is yeah. we got our first listener email. <gasps> yes, we did. And it's from a woman named Miranda. Yes. Hi, Miranda. Hi, we Miranda. Were, I cannot put into words how excited we were we both texted each other immediately immediately and, and it was 7 a.m on a saturday oh 100 <laughs> percent. and i said i have to text dan so i had gotten up to use the restroom and i usually just like wake up use the restroom go to bed and this bitch was blown up my phone and i said <laughs> excuse me it is a saturday and then i opened up my email and it was so worth it I know. Uh, we are so thankful thank you so so much oh. for writing in uh do you want to read it for yes so i was gonna say miranda gave us permission to read it yes do you want to read it or should i read it go for it okay so this is miranda this is directly from the email hello Hi, Miranda. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey. Um, I just recently started listening to your podcast and pretty much binged all episodes right off the bat. I am a Minnesota girl myself and loved learning more about my state. With that, I had to share an experience my parents had a couple years ago before listening to the Red Wing episode, which if you haven't heard it, go back, listen to it. We talk about St. Jane's Hotel. Yes. Okay. Back to the email. I thought you guys might enjoy and want to look further into this. Her parents' experience. Yes. My parents love going for little getaways and usually head to Ashland, Wisconsin for quick weekend trips. They're super cute and they still do little date things like this after almost 35 years of marriage. Oh, so cute. It's really nice. Goals. Yes. Couple goals. Truly couple that? goals. Yes. Yeah. Anywho, they stay at the Shaguamagon Inn when they're there. One weekend, they checked into their room and they noticed the room was cold. And I mean cold. It was winter, so they assumed something was wrong with the heat. After my dad tried to look into this more and couldn't get the heat to kick on, they called the front desk and moved them to another room. The same thing happened in this room, too. My parents were baffled and again called down. The front desk then moved them to another room in a different part of the hotel and said they have been having issues with heating in these two rooms. So, thinking this was strange, my dad started doing some Googling while sitting down at the hotel bar and found that there is apparently some rumors of this hotel being haunted. And the places with the strongest activity are rooms 312 and 314. The two rooms they originally were supposed to stay in. That is insane. Wild. I mean, what are the chances? For that, real. That, and also they say, like, um, let's put them in the other haunted hotel room. Well, right that's what door. my first... <laughs> when I was reading this email, my first thought was literally, they know better. <laughs> Why are they purposely trying... They're pawning these rooms <laughs> off on these poor people. I know. I mean, I guess they got to fill them, but still. (laughs) So the parents had requested these rooms because they were lakeside suites. Yes. I think some of the story of the haunting has to do with a hotel being moved on top of a burial ground, but I'm not sure of that. Either way, there has definitely been strange things that have happened and been seen by the people staying there. My parents still stay at the hotel, but they prefer to avoid these rooms with maybe some extra guests that they didn't prepare to have. Totally understandable. I absolutely would, too. And also, it's cold. Why would you want to stay yeah. in there? Actually, as I had my window completely right. open. <laughs> I, I love that. being cold, but uh, I'm one of the few. I, you are one of the few. I don't uh, like it. She finishes up. She says, thanks for all the stories you share. Can't wait to hear more, Miranda. 
Thank you, Miranda. Thank you so much. Ugh. That honestly meant the world to us. You officially popped our fan mail cherry, and you- we will forever be grateful for that. You so are a trailblazer you. in this. You're a trailblazer. I was going to say, though, those are some pretty intelligent ghosts for wanting to have lakeside rooms. If I was in the afterlife, I would want to stake out the best hotel rooms in the <laughs> building. Absolutely. If I'm going to be here for my entire afterlife, I want to enjoy the view. Exactly. Yes. Especially since I'm a ghost, I don't have to pay shit. I'm not paying for this room, <laughs> but you for damn sure are not coming into this room. I, oh, you want to stay here? I'll make it cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So very smart ghost. Very yeah. But with that, we're going to talk about it. Is today uh, yeah. the day? Today is the day. We uh, have a couple topics. And Shaquamagon Bay and Ashland area is the first topic that we're going to talk about. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Um, Full disclosure, I had a hard time finding a lot of information about this place. Okay. But I'm going to tell you what I found. Absolutely. So <laughs> here's what I will say. Did you know where Ashland, Wisconsin was? I do not know where Ashland, Wisconsin is. I... <sighs> I'm such an idiot. I was thinking, oh, it's probably near Red Wing as I was reading her email. But she says it's on Lake Superior. And I did not make that mm, connection yeah, nope. until I looked it up and I said, oh, Madeline, you idiot. Yeah, not close. Um, <laughs> not at all. What was this you were saying about you were worried about our geography, geography education? <laughs> I'm always worried about that for myself. <laughs> Me too. But northern Wisconsin and Ashland, if you say you're going from like Duluth to the Upper Peninsula, yep. it's just right along Lake Superior. That makes sense. And so it's much right sense. by the border where Wisconsin meets the Upper Peninsula. Got it. So it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, it's so beautiful beautiful up there so ashland is a small city with a population of just under eight thousand people okay it sits on lake superior which is why there's a lot of significant tourism there yeah a large part of the people coming into the city was first established due to the prolific lumber and mining opportunities that were there got it a lot of cities that had the lumber industry were on water yeah yeah i think they and i think they used the riverways to you know transport transport logs and stuff easiest way to do it yeah so if you remember the episode on Big Bunnies, this correlates with the same mining and lumber boom that happened in the mid-1800s. Got it. So the hotel history. Yeah. Okay. The hotel was built in 1877 by the Wisconsin Central Railroad. Unfortunately, that hotel burned down in 1958. Oh. Fortunately, it was rebuilt in 1986. And it's now a Best Western that's a block away from where the original hotel once was. Okay. I do have to ask a very important question. You sure do. Were there people inside when it burned down? I mean, there was no reports of any deaths. What I was able to find online Got it. did not indicate that. Got it. Okay. That said, it's now a Best Western. And the new one does kind of pay homage to the older one. If you look at pictures, it kind of has this old timey feel to it. So. Yeah. Hotel employees and guests have reported objects moving, cold spots, sounds with no identified sources. I mean, from our listener email, I would say a cold spot is a little bit of an understatement, more of a frigid fucking room, but okay. It is an icebox. Yeah, <laughs> but okay. And as Miranda stated in her email, the hotel has two rooms, 312 and 314, that face the lake that are consistently reported as freezing. Wow. Also on the third floor, and perhaps related to 312 and 314, they had reports of a tall man in a top hat that wanders the floors. Oh, God. The tall and the top hat really freaked me out. Yeah, because it reminds me, have you ever seen the show Haunting Haunting of of Hill Hill House? House? Yeah. And it reminds me of that character who would just float down the hallway in his top hat. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it is about top hats and a tall, lanky figure, but that is absolutely terrifying. Like Slender Man. 
basically. Yeah, that's what I picture. Yeah, awful. No, thank you. Also, sir, top hats are out, honey. Do better. <laughs> I don't know. I love a top hat. Do you? You would. You I, love, would. I love a top hat. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So if you want to visit that hotel, yes. you can go to Ashland for that. And then also, it sounds like there's some pretty cool stuff up there anyway, besides just being on Lake Superior. Yeah, like what else? Um, Ashland boasts the title of Historic Mural Capital of Wisconsin. Shut the Isn't up. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That's so cool. Down there, cool. Main Street, the mural acts as a type of walking tour of the area's history. So there are 21 murals that depict essential historical points, such as the lumber industry, yeah, the mining industry, and the railroad influence, which the hotel was built by. Yeah. And it honors military veterans. Oh, that cool. Mm-hmm. So. I would totally Ashland go sounds like a great. That sounds like a great place. It I really mean, does. It sounds like, Miranda, your parents are picking the right spots for their weekend getaways. Absolutely. The only drawback I have is the fact that it's in Wisconsin, but I can get past that. I could get past that. <laughs> but as I mentioned, Hotel Shaquamagon is right on Lake Superior. And as I said, you most likely pass through it if you're a Duluthian traveling to the Upper Peninsula. Yep. Or, as we just said, one of the few who like to visit Wisconsin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Are you, though? <laughs> um, since Duluth is also right on Lake Superior, I thought we could cover one of their well-known haunts as well. Yes, please. So if you decide to visit one of these sites, you might as well go to the other one because they're less than 90 minutes away from one another. Oh, easy. Day trip. You could do two in one day. You could go to Ashland, stay in room 312. Yeah. Go to Duluth, visit this next location, and then go back to Ashland and stay in 314. Oh, hell yeah. All right, deal. I love that. So... We're going to talk about the Anger Tower. I am unfamiliar. I was too until we did the episode on the U of M campuses. Yes. And the Anger Tower actually did pop up in some of my research for the Duluth campus. Got it. But now I'm excited to tell you about it. Absolutely. I'm super excited. Do you have to be angry to go there or does it make you angry when you leave? (laughs) And you make everybody angry no matter what. (laughs) That's fair. But Anger, E-N-G-E-R. Oh, Bustifer. <laughs> so I have this bad habit of mishearing you, and uh, this is very unbrand for me. Oh my god! I'll say it again. Why am I allowed in public? Oh, because you make a smile. I, at least I provide some entertainment. I Jesus. Love it. All right, the so... Anger Tower. Anger, E-N-G-E-R. <laughs> yeah. The Anger Tower history begins well before the tower's actual construction. Cap. The area where the tower is today was the top of a large hill that overlooks the city and Lake Superior. It was called Grand Mountain at the time. Ooh. Yes. Grand. Grand. So grand. The current park's existence begins with a man named Bert Anger. So Bert Anger moved from Hamar, Norway, to the United States with his family when he was 13 years old. Got it. He began working in his teens at 13 on a farm in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Okay. He eventually traveling through the Upper Peninsula of Michigan and over to Minnesota. Got it. Okay. And perhaps he went through Ashland as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, if he was in the Upper Peninsula, you got to get to Duluth somehow. You have to. Maybe he stayed in 314. Yeah. You never know. Except we do know because... That didn't exist at the time. Okay, so we do know. So sorry. So when he made his way to Minnesota, he began a furniture business with a partner in Chippewa County. 
Okay. It didn't do as well as I'd hoped, but they eventually split assets and Anger moved to Duluth. Got it. He began a business in Duluth called Anger and Olson Incorporated, and it started as an individual shop on Duluth's West End, but eventually took up the entire block where it once was built. What kind of a shop? Furniture. Furniture. Mm-hmm. So yeah, stayed with the same like that. industry. He stuck with the same industry, yeah. He, he got a new partner whose last name was Olson. Mm-hmm. And he lived in the brick building where the store was with his aunt, his uncle, and his cousin. Cute. I know. So um, with his accrued riches from expanding the store, he was recognized as a local philanthropist. Okay. He was the one that bought the land on Grand Mountain and donated it to the city to become a public park. Cool. Yeah, so the park was created in 1921 after Inger's donation. Nice. He was inducted into the Duluth Hall of Fame in 1928, and three years later, he passed away in 1931 from a stroke while in Hawaii. Hmm. Hey, that's not a bad place to croak. Yeah, on vacation. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. And with that, he left significant funds in his will to contribute to developing the park that he had once donated. That's really honorable yeah. and noble. I know. Really giving back to the community. Absolutely. Which is why he deservedly should be in the Duluth Hall of Fame. Yeah, for sure. And they built a tower in his honor. Awesome. So in 1939, the tower was built and dedicated to him. A plaque on the tower reads, Anger Observation Tower. To the memory of Bert J. Anger, 1864 to 1931, native of Norway, citizen of Duluth. From common laborer to merchant prince, he demonstrated in his own life that America is a land of opportunity for the immigrant and that her civilization is enriched by his citizenship. In his lifetime, by a very generous gift, he enabled the city of Duluth to acquire and develop the land adjacent to this tower as a park and golf course for the enjoyment of future generations, and at his death bequeathed two-thirds of his estate to the people of Duluth. Wow. Yeah. He didn't have family. He never married and didn't have kids. Right. So that's a large portion of what he made. No kidding. Hereabout in his lifetime, he spent leisure hours in admiration of the panorama of Duluth and its environs, which you now may see from its tower. In recognition of his devotion and generosity, the people of Duluth elected him into their Hall of Fame and will always cherish his memory. This was dedicated June 15, 1939 by Olaf, Crown Prince of Norway. No way. Yeah. That's so cool. It's a really beautiful building. It's stone. Okay. Hexagonal. Oh. And it has these little observation windows that go all the way up. It's a very beautiful And tower. it's still obviously open to the public. You mm-hmm. can go there. Yeah. Yeah. You can go right up to the top, 80 feet. Awesome. Um, today, Anger Tower is listed as a National Historic Site, too. Love that. Yes. But rumor has it that Anger's remains were laid to rest in the tower as it was built. Okay. But that's just a rumor. Well, you never know. If his body is in there. When I first read this, I thought something very morbid because a lot of people get cremated these days. Yeah. Right. So immediately I thought, oh, he was cremated. And I thought, wonder if they mixed his ashes with the concrete. <laughs> 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 you freaking weirdo. <laughs> God. I, I you truly are a serial killer at heart. <laughs> I love this journey for you. I, uh, you should be scared for you. <laughs> uh, well, if he did, then the man knows how to play a long game. That's dedication. I know. It was a part of the two-thirds in his will. Yeah, right? I donate my money and my body. I 
Yay! I'm donating my body. I am also. Organ donor! But I hope my organs don't get ground up into cement and used for a building. <laughs> that was not what I meant when I said I would donate my organs. <laughs> seems like a little bit of a waste. <laughs> Unless they look at my liver and they're like, this thing is unusable. <laughs> In which case... Let's burn it. Burn it. (laughs) And boy, did it go up in flames from all the alcohol. (laughs) This thing was three quarters ethanol. (laughs) Anywho. So this is where uh, content warning comes in. In 1948, a man took the final step to relieving his pain and jumped off the fifth floor of the tower, landing on his head 80 feet below on solid ground. Oh. Today, the man still remains unidentified, but not forgotten, as many people say that when they visit the tower, they see somebody on the fourth floor looking out of one of the windows. Oh, wow. When they run up to check on the person, they're gone. Oh, wow. And so it's still shrouded in mystery. Yeah. Oh, I wonder how they weren't able to identify him. Well, if he landed on his head. True, but, you know, no identification on him, no... Maybe no family. Maybe no family, and maybe that contributed to... Oh, that's awful. I know. It's really sad. That's all I got. Oh, that's it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. It was fine. kind of a... No, uh, that would be frustrating to me, to be honest, to see some sort of entity and going up and not being able to find it, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's how most ghosts work. I would say yes. You know, because you and I watch those ghost shows. And so when people are searching and exploring and they see whatever that entity is that might be within a window or something, my mindset always goes to, that's probably a person. Oh, absolutely. But with the tower this size, there's one way up and one way down. Right. If they're not there anymore and they're on the fifth floor, like they're not jumping. You would also know if somebody jumped 80 feet as well. Yeah. So. Wow. That's insane. I think so, too. So the spirits could be coming from two different sources is kind of what I'm hearing. It could be this man who unfortunately decided to take his own life, but also the fact that it hasn't been confirmed or denied that Anger's body itself might be buried within the tower (laughs) somewhere. And so it's hard to debunk something when you don't even know what the source of the haunting might be. Yeah. And it if, could be anybody. You know, they say that, like, say I loved this chair or you loved this chair that you're sitting in yeah. and you became attached to it. Like, if you die, it's possible that because you had such an attachment to it. So maybe somebody had some kind of attachment to the fifth floor view. Right. Right. And that's where they wanted to spend their afterlife. Yeah. Like in 314 and 312. Absolutely. That ocean view. I mean, that Lake Superior view. That Lake Superior view. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there could have been some other event that just was never reported on mm-hmm. that we don't know about. Yeah. That's very fascinating. I'd be interested to go up there, A, just to see the tower. It sounds like a beautiful view, but also to see if we could pinpoint that entity and make out more information about it. We can do the Ashland Duluth Byway. We'll do Ashland Duluth Byway. We'll also drop by the Nopeming Sanatorium. <gasps> Nopeming! Yep. And uh, we'll hit it all in one fell swoop. How did I forget about Nopeming? You forget about a lot of things. That's true. No, that's me, actually. I have the world's worst memory. (laughs) Tori could give me a run for my money. (laughs) Finding Dan. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you remembered to join me today in recording this podcast. 
Yes. Thank you, everybody, for joining. And thank you again to Miranda, Miranda! for your listener letter. It really meant the world to us. So I appreciate it. And if you want to be as cool as Miranda, send us in stories and you will get an episode on your story. Let's be honest. Nobody could ever be as cool as Miranda. No, probably not. But she OG, you know, but you could try to be as cool. Send us in your stories. Send us in something you want us to talk about. And we will do an episode on it. Yeah, we will. We're, We're here to please. Yes. So. I don't even, I don't have a job. I don't have to do <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. So if you do want to send us a story, you can email us at thegrimcitiespodcast at gmail.com or you can DM us or send us a message and a public comment on any of our social media at the Grim Cities on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All well, right. Bye, everyone. Bye. We got to go. <laughs> we got to get our live together. <laughs> <laughs>Do we need to talk about your fashion? (laughs) (laughs) What? People don't like (laughs) cat-covered clothes and sweatshirts? (laughs) Crew necks? (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough.